Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, you're frozen in time. Like, I'll get comments and it's like, wow, she's aged. And I'm like, it's been 20 fucking years. Like, of course I have. What do you mean? You know, but but you are. You're frozen in time in people's minds as that, that character that they love. Hello and welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Alex Light. And I'm Em Clarkson. And we now nail our introductions. Ow. It's it's sunny. It's Monday. Tell me something good. Good. I would love to give you something deep and meaningful. However, my good is that I am about to receive any time now because I've been tracking the parcel. I'm about to receive a box of cookies that I have been lusting over on Instagram for a really, really long time. They're these huge cookies. Think fist size cookies. And they're filled inside. With what? With Nutella, pistachio, I think Biscoff, uh, Kinder Bueno, like Milky Way. There's like a whole assortment. I'm so fucking excited. No, you had me, you lost me. You had me with the foreplay and then you just, you you ballsed it before the client. I can't, I don't want those. No, I don't like, I don't get it. I don't like Nutella. I was that weird kid that doesn't like Nutella. Don't like Biscoff. Don't like pistachios. What else did I like? Any of those. I'm not going to fight you for them. What I want, do do they do vegan? I, I, because that's when you're talking about that cookie filled size of your fist like in and around my mouth I would duck I would just that's all I want is a big chunky gooey cookie and I just can't I don't even I want a white chocolate one and I just don't think they exist and it's all I want okay I'm I'm, I'm, I'm googling a white chocolate vegan, vegan cookie that's but gotta a exist really good one a chunky gooey fucking just what is coming up is make it yourself no I don't want to make it myself yeah, I get that. I get that. Anyway, good. I'm happy for you. By stark contrast... Go on. I went running. That is my good. It you is have the good been very good. excited to go running. It's the good as good of all time. I downloaded Couch to 5K, which I have... Like, it's been invented since I have been a, a, a runner, so I didn't use it. But obviously a lot of the hags love it. Um, so I was like, right, it's my time. I've downloaded it. Denise Lewis, the Olympian, taught me through. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. Oh. And yeah, it, I felt like an Olympian. I just was absolutely slipping. I was thriving. It was so good. It was, and obviously, like I'm just in bits, but like physically, I was like fucked. But it was just fab. I loved it. Did you get the endorphins? Oh my god, yeah. It's like a crap fiend. I was the happiest person ever. Honestly, I just, it was. I, I, I. That's it. That's. I'm just. It was. But so did you good. enjoy it while you were doing it, or just yes. after? Yeah, wow. You enjoyed while. Well, yeah, I loved okay. it. I'm giddy. I was honestly giddy. It was embarrassing. I literally I was being looked at in the park like, huh, she's escaped from somewhere. Like no bags, just running. <laughs> <laughs> in your pajamas. <laughs> oh yeah, tits flying. Um, anything bad? Anything bad, please? Uh, my bad right now. 
very much current bad is that my dog is insane and she's driving me absolutely mad she barks at absolutely anything and she does it when I'm on a call and I and I and I know it's my fault it's not her fault it's my fault it's not a bad dog it's bad owners and I know that um but that's where we're at I can't go back now I mean I could I could I could help teach her the the right ways now but it's I'm we, we are where we are and it's annoying. She's just she's she's annoying me a little bit at the moment. Now I feel bad. <sighs> yeah, that's not the way to the dog's heart. That you see, she can't win because she's all over Dave. Of course, she's all over Dave. She knows she's driving you mad. You're in a toxic relationship. You need a break or a therapist. Why do you get a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> like a couple's therapist for me and yeah. the dog. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, imagine you show up. Um, okay, my bad. I'm foregoing. Because the sun is shining. Okay. And that's just so good. I just don't think bad, ha- bad things happen in the sun. And that is Wait, that's not... your, your good? No, it's my other good. I'm not having a bad. I'm so factually wrong. Obviously, okay. bad things happen in the sun all the time. But not today. Forest fires, for once. In armies, it's normally sunny. Uh, but I digress. It's, it's sunny here and nothing bad's happening in my life. So winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, so it's a bad theory, but it's a theory. The sun's shining. I am happy. I will I will resume my bads in October. Boo. Boo. For now, have you got anything awkward? My awkward. My awkward is the, is another repeat offender. I parked in someone else's driveway again. But I very confidently parked in someone's driveway. Very confidently did my seven steps switch off and get out the car system. Yeah. And very confidently... Oh, locked the car and got my bag out of the car locked the car stood up started walking and i was like not my house not my house <laughs> oh, i bet they think you're selling something no, i just think they think there's something wrong with me well because yeah that too maybe you've escaped from somewhere too in my defense the driveways are very very similar they're all very similar and you just don't yeah, know which one you're turning into your own house like, you could argue that like all bums are quite similar but you know your own like it's like <laughs> it's, all babies are Love quite similar analogy. like you know what i mean like yeah okay it's like oh yeah those the trees all look the same but you know the one outside your own house no i don't no i fucking don't <laughs> i honestly I would love to be in your brain just for a day. Like, how nice would it be to swap brains for a day? Would you like to do that? If we could, we can't. But if we could, would you want to? Yeah, I would be intrigued to to, to know. I would be really intrigued to be in your brain for a day. Super Why? intrigued. Why? Because I don't think I really understand it fully. Why? I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, I just feel like it's so different from mine. But is it? I don't know. And like... I'd love to go on a walk with your brain and see what you see. <laughs> or like go on a run with your brain. So I think you'd like it would just be like fascinating. I, yeah, I'd quite like it. I think we'd understand each other better because I don't understand. Yeah. Like I remember FaceTiming you last week or whatever and I was like, hey, look, do you want to see the outside? And it was like, I'd sort of like show you the outside on my phone because you were like, I'm, I won't see it otherwise. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, why are you showing me? A tree. I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. I really this. don't care. I would love to swap. I can't. I know we can't. So I'll manage my expectations. But I would love to swap brains for a day. It'd be so good. It would be so interesting. But I, I think we. I think it would be. I think it'd be really freaky because I think you probably realise straight away that like 
someone else's brain just isn't like yours. Obviously, that sounds stupid. But like, you know how people, some people don't have a narrat- uh, a monologue, an inner monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Or some people only think in, in pictures. Weird. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I think in. I don't know. People ask all the time and I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's my bad. I don't know how I think. I don't know if I do think. I've still got the word bechamel in my head. But do you I think in words? No. Surely, yes, because bechamel's still there. But, like, I like pictures, too. Yeah. Like, I can picture a plum. Mmm, delicious plums. But then I can see Phil Dunphy eating a plum right now. But then how do I know it's called Phil Dunphy if I don't have the words? You know what I mean? I must have words. I don't know. Yeah, you must have words. I, I but really do you, like, talk to yourself? Yeah, sort of. Not really. Quietly. Or not really. Maybe I just think to myself. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really panicking now. I don't know. Okay, you need to... Okay, all right. Just Okay, so if I'm, like, sitting here and I realise I haven't done something, I literally say in my head, fuck, I haven't done that. Like, I just say it inside. Do, do you do that? But can you hear you your own voice when you say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally what? my voice. What? Yeah. Oh, God, no, I don't do that. I just know that, fuck, I just think, fuck, I haven't done that. And I think that a lot. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thought I think, because, oh, fuck, I haven't done that. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. I wonder how you think it, though. Or I get very upset by this. Can we move it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Thank okay. you. What's your awkward? Well, now that's my awkward. My awkward is that I clearly don't think. But um, <laughs> my awkward, awkward, it's actually from a few weeks ago, and it's so awkward that I forgot, I've, I've actually had to have some time to process it. But you know, Alex oh. and I went away for our anniversary, for our 10 year anniversary last, like, three yeah. weeks ago. And we had a really yeah. lovely time, and he put me in for a massage, which was very nice, but honestly, did Gorgeous. not even touch the sides. No, it was just, I was like, you need to go harder. Oh. And she was like, insurance says I can't. I was like, right <laughs> help oh, that's so annoying yeah, I know I was like when they just stroke you yeah oh. I was like get yeah. in there I have been carrying mm. a child um <laughs> anyway I'm fine but when I was waiting for my massage I was sitting in the waiting room of this very very lovely spa and I was sitting there and there were a couple in front of me who were very much in Conolingus. Is that the pasta? We've done this before. Anyway. Conolingus? I don't think that's what you mean. I I mean sex. I mean sexual. They were clearly having a sexual weekend and I was clearly not welcome in the waiting room. It was horrible. They were obviously there for a couple's massage. They were obviously a new couple and they were obviously free with their bodies, which they absolutely should be and have the right to be. It was awful. I was sitting in the back with a glass of water in my dungarees feeling like a massive fucking chump because they were sitting in front of me and it was like we were on a bus for some reason like the sofas were like facing all towards the door so it was like we were on a bus and I was just sitting behind them and they were like holding like no not even holding hands they were so much closer than holding hands and they were like whispering sweet sex nothings into their ear and into each other's ears and stroking I I, I can't get over the fact that you said cunnilingus 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 is that what I mean which is oral sex I, oh, I think fine. it's both ways. I'm sure they were into <laughs> that, Al. I'd say they did cunnilingus, analingus, vaginal lingus. Oh no, it's just it's just women. It's just it's just it's just oral sex on women. It's not Fab. on men. I bet you we did it. I bet you we did it. They were all over it. Anyway, that was a horrible, horrible... My heart stopped when you said that. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you witnessed that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I witnessed foreplay. I just watched a fuck ton of foreplay. Oh my God, Bill, I am so sorry. I just trodden her. Um, 
Yeah, it was gorgeous. Hor- it was horrific. I've ne- no wonder I was so tense awkward. in that massage. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> why am I here? So yeah, awkward, awkward, Trauma. awkward. But now. Okay, yes. My inner we have fangirl, a star, a baby. Star, a Hollywood yeah. star in our midst. Oh my God, she is a Hollywood star. Is she our first ho- no, she's not our first Hollywood star. No. Jamila Jamil. Yeah, we are Holly- We are Hollywood whores. We love them all. We got to interview Sinead Grimes Beach of 90210 fame. It was super, super interesting. Really hope you enjoy it. Okay, I'll go. I'm going to start. And I'm going to be... Uncle- I actually played it really cool, considering when I came in here. and I didn't You played make- it so cool. I know, I didn't make a deal of it. I was a huge 90210 fan. Oh, really? Yeah, when Al messaged to the WhatsApp group, and she was like, is anyone a 90210 fan? I was like, I was in the shower, and I was like, what's she done? I can see it on my watch. And I was like, I can't wait to tell her that I am. Because obviously you guys have been in touch, and then I've been... I'm, I've, I feel like I played it cool when I walked in, but yeah, yeah. like, I was a huge fan. fan. I had no idea. Fangirl, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so it's amazing to meet you and thank you for coming and I mean I you're probably so sick of talking about it I have a million questions about like what it was like to be on a show like that uh-huh. um, just because I watched it as a British teenager like uh-huh. with bottle dyed like basically orange hair because I could never get the shade right same so uncool. same just, like, <laughs> been there yeah my mum wouldn't buy me cool clothes like dick like I just I I was perpetually uncool basically and I was watching these shows like as so many of us were like Mm. Big Gossip Girl 90210 like it was such an era right yeah and I was like that could never be me and I know you went on um April Pearson's podcast Michelle from Skins yeah Skins was our like I felt like Skins was like the British kind of yeah Skins the caliber was a little bit uh, yeah I don't know but yeah but I guess Um, it was just like watching teenagers like those were the teenagers we were watching so we had like our like seedy British ones like smoking splits and killing each other and then we had like (laughs) a little more polished yeah Yeah. (laughs) a little less gritty yeah Yeah. Um, so like what was that like like, tell me everything (laughs) I didn't watch it and I really wish I had but like my little sisters watched it so and you're younger than me so I wonder if yeah, was, did it was I just miss like an it? era thing because I watched the OC religiously like Same. the OC you... was my I think 90210 yeah and my husband yeah. watched the OC and didn't watch 90210 uh, and you watched wait how old are you 30, uh, 33, turning 34 this Okay, year. okay. Yeah, same as you. Yeah, that makes pretty much sense. same as me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that, that makes sense then. Yeah. I was like, that would have been right up my street. Why wouldn't I have watched it would that? Be, yeah. You should watch it now. It I'm going to watch so it now. Because yeah. yeah. the, the OC, like when it aired, because I think they ran for four seasons and it was all of my high school, which you guys would call like secondary school mm-hmm. yeah. years. So when they, when that show wrapped, it was like my final year of high school and I was so emotionally connected to oh these God, characters. Yeah. So it was very cool getting to hear that like our show was yeah. that in that but same kind of like totally chapter totally that <laughs> but I guess it was like brutal because again uncool pale terrible haired British life watching this like is it Beverly Hills? LA like where was it it was I mean where did we actually shoot in one of those places but um, <laughs> it was supposed to be Beverly Hills yeah. yes because I thought you was so grown up we shot in Manhattan Beach so we were actually like down okay. um, a little more south in Beverly Hills okay. and then okay. a lot of our locations were even more south like Long Beach and stuff like okay. that so a little bit out of the way okay yeah and how was it filming I mean like 
the most adult storylines. Like you had like pregnancies and like I can't even remember. I mean, they're like it was just, just huge, like huge lives for drama. like yeah, yes, lots of drama. Was well, it when you were living your life? Like I think I, because I came from Degrassi, I did a show called Degrassi in Canada for. I think I was on that for four years before going to 90210. And Degrassi covered like a lot of like super dark, mm. um, really heavy, you know, teen pregnancies and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I think I was like just used to that like hyper yeah. teen drama yeah. storylines. But I found a lot of um, similarities in a way with my character, especially that first year, because she was really pegged as like the fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Kansas girl going to Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and doing that. Yeah. And I was, you know, coming from Canada and and living an experience that was one of my dreams that felt incredibly far out of reach for me. Mm. Um, So I I definitely identified a lot with that. And it was just surreal the whole time because I was I was doing something on a scale that I had never experienced before, like a proper American network television show. The scale of that was just so different from Mm. any of the Canadian work that I had done before. And we were, I think the coolest part was just like the bands, the bands that we would get to play were just insane. Yeah, you did have insane music. Yeah, the musicians were incredible. So it was just, yeah, very kind of like over the top experience. Do you feel like that was why you were cast in part because of your similarity with? I know. I I have a good story about that. So I, when I had originally auditioned, I I believe I had put down on tape for Silver. So because I really wanted to like the cool girl, yeah. you know, role, of course. Her uh, storyline was so much bless her. Yeah, like she just she lived a tiring life. Yes, like, <laughs> she, she was like she cared for her mom, and she was like a full grown. She was like sixteen, and I was looking at her, and I was like, I can't, I can't do any of this. No. Like, I can barely join up my handwriting, but you crack on. Yeah, um, yeah, she was cool yeah she was with that so hair cool. if I did that to my hair my mum would be like wake what have you done <laughs> she the, her character was so awesome so I had auditioned for that and then I got told I had put it on tape in Toronto oh you're flying out you know in the next couple of days to LA you're gonna screen test which is the final audition before you know you either get the job or you don't get the job and when I got to LA they told me that I was actually gonna be testing for two roles so for Silver and Annie which was really cool because mm. it just increased my opportunity um but I went in for the screen test and did Silver first. And that's when I met Jess Straub, mm-hmm. who ended up getting cast as Silver. And uh, I went in and did the audition. And I, can I swear? I yeah, fucked, yeah, up, my, yeah. I, I fucked yeah. up my lines. <laughs> I fucked up my lines oh, in Silver. front of like 40 suits. And like the pressure was just insane. Oh. And I went back to the waiting room, watched super tall, gorgeous, cool Jessica walk in to <laughs> read for Silver. And I was just like sitting there in the waiting room crying. Oh. Being like, I can't believe I just blew like the biggest opportunity ever. And then everybody cleared out for Silver and I was the only one testing for Annie. So I went back in and the scene that I was reading for the test was this scene with her dad where she's like, I don't belong here. I just want to go back home. Like, da, 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 da. So I was just bawling like amazing. meaning every word yeah. that I was saying <laughs> amazing. and it, it worked I got the part and that was kind of it so like yeah I think it definitely oh did God, help yeah. <laughs> I think it did help I think the the creators saw that in me they ended up offering the part um to Hillary Duff and the the, the part of Annie yeah wow. yeah 
Um, Because the network wanted a big, you know, a big celebrity to kind of carry the show. Mm -hmm. And the create the showrunners that they had brought on were the showrunners from Freaks and Geeks, which made a lot of stars. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've ever seen that, but that show is incredible. I think it was only one season because it was ahead of its time. But they were like, you know, it's 90210. Like, you don't need a huge celebrity to carry this. The the name carries it. You have the opportunity right now to, like, create a new gang, you know, for people to fall in love with. So they really had my back the whole way along so because great. I was that green fish out of water that nobody yeah. knew. Um, so Hillary ended up passing on the job, thankfully. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And yeah, and I ended up getting it. Would have been it. so different with Hillary Duff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I would have watched it. <laughs> yeah. You're different vibes, aren't Very, you? yes. Oh, Very. oh my God, the pressure for act- actors. Like, my heart nose stopped when you were telling me that. And you were a baby when, when you were like I was 18. 18. Yeah. Oh my God. Having yeah. to like, I would die yeah. I would crumble now and I was there I by myself like my mom didn't come with me so thing. I was just yeah I was I wait was did mess. you do much school then because if you'd done Degrassi for four years before that yeah you... I was in a regular school and and kind of moving through it when you're on set like you have tutoring hours that you have to legally get done so you kind of sit wow. there and do your homework or whatever when you're on set and then I had I think one credit left um when I ended up getting 90210 and so I just did a photography course course okay. um, remotely to wrap everything God. up but yeah school's always really important to me it's been the one I think re- not regret but like if I could go back and live yeah. another lifetime I would have loved to carry on in school because yeah. I, I I did well and I, I really loved it it's not too late not in the cards well, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> two babies a lot of financial <laughs> responsibilities I don't know if uh, going back to school is in the cards but you never know. So did you find out that day that you got Annie? No, no. I had done it. And then I went back home and I was studying for school. I had deferred okay. I had deferred um, acceptance into Montreal University because I wanted to try to go to Columbia and New York. Okay. And so I was studying to take the SATs because you don't have to take the SATs in Canada. And um, months had gone by. So I thought the part was gone. Like I thought it was over. And I got a call at home by myself with my SAT flashcards from my agent being like, are you sitting down? <laughs> Your life just changed. Uh, you got the job. And oh like nobody picked up their phones. So I was just like dying with this news. Oh and like you, you could Google me for the first time in my life. And my picture would come up side by side with Hillary Duff, this girl that I had watched on TV since I was a child. And I was just like, oh. <gasps> What just happened? Like literally oh my overnight, my life changed, and and nobody was around to know about <laughs> it. Oh my god, it. that's absolutely mad. Yeah, it was crazy. But what, like, you said like that was like the dream. Mm-hmm. It's like getting this huge role and like moving to LA, like yeah. having this this role in LA, like that's huge. Did the reality? live up to your expectations like did, did did it feel like the dream when it actually happened and it all played out I think it was like it was a very surreal almost out of body experience for a lot of it like I remember being at the upfronts for which is like um the upfronts are like an event that you go to uh, at the beginning of a new season and it's right. where the network kind of rolls out the new shows kind of announces what they've renewed and so all the casts are there and um 
whatever. And I remember like deer in headlights, like I know the exact photo because Straub, uh, Jess, who ended up being silver, like was essentially dragging me down the carpet because I just had no idea like what was going on. There were so many flashes of cameras. I'd never, ever seen anything like that, let alone been in front of it. Um, so she, she dragged, dragged me down the whole way being like, just keep smiling, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. And then when we got inside, the gravity of it really hit because we didn't, we'd never filmed anything together. We got picked up for a full season without having ever shot a scene together, which is very rare. And we, so we didn't, they normally play these trailers of the shows to come. We didn't have one. So they showed a, kind of a teaser of like original 90210 footage of like just the, the insane um, fandom and the, a level of icons that these original cast members really were of them getting off planes in Japan and being like hoarded by hundreds and thousands of fans at the airports and all of this shit. And we were just like, oh my God. And everyone kept asking us like, are you ready for your life to change? And I was like, no, like, I don't even know what, what you're, you just can't yeah. even understand yeah. that. And then when you're watching that video, obviously, you know, we weren't the OG. So it never got to that kind of extent of like, yeah. you know, fandom and all the rest of it. But still just kind of seeing how big the shoes that we now we kind of had the pressure of stepping into was like a very jarring experience. So I, I think at first it was, yeah, like everything you want to tick off of the box if you're like a super fan of pop culture like I was as a child. Yeah. Um, you know, paparazzi following you down the street and and all of that kind of stuff. And, and meeting celebrities, I, I'll never forget. I was at a bar once and Topher Grace was there and who played Eric on that 70s show which is a show that I again watched growing up and he was like hey and I was like hi like thinking he must be mistaking me for someone he's like I keep seeing you in a bikini like all over the place or but and I was like holy shit he actually knows who I am he's like referencing the promo photos that yes are plastered all over the city (laughs) um and like Eric from that 70s show is talking to me right now like he knows who I am like that was a very like vivid moment for me a memory but Yeah, just, like, famous people, like, real famous people that I had grown up watching and looking at and and reading about in the tabloids and all that stuff. Like, they knew who I was. And and Hollywood is a very fucking weird thing where it's Mm -hmm. like, you're famous, too? Okay. You know, like, everybody's just like, yeah, we're all part of the same club. And it really is like that. Um, So it was a very bizarre bizarre experience um and then it yeah it got dark pretty quick you know like it's 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 not fun to be you know 19 years old living by yourself having to run uh like feel like you need to run red lights because there are grown men in cars behind you um and you're circling the block to avoid going home because you don't want the 40 something year old creep who keeps running the red lights to like know where you live all of those kind of moments definitely stacked up and um i think the cons ended up outweighing a lot of the pros after a little while did you read Jeanette McCurdy's book? No, I didn't. It was amazing about um, about being, a, I guess, a child star. And I guess you weren't really in that you were no. like, but you, you're so young. So yeah. Young. And I, my main takeaway from that book was how brutal Hollywood can, can be, be. Mm-hmm. for young people and particularly young women. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Did you, like, I guess, in yourself, did you feel confident and, like, sure that, not that you were doing the right thing, but, like, sure that you were sure of yourself? Like, did you feel in this, like, no, I've got it. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I'm going to work. Or is it just the whole time, like, waiting for your feet? Because that's the, that's the feeling I get from Hollywood is that you you don't, your feet don't touch the ground very often. Yeah, I think for me, like, by the time season two rolled around, I just decided that I was going to make myself as boring as physically possible so really? that I had no one had anything to say about me anymore because I was just I felt so beaten up by the end of that first really? season like I I think Hollywood young Hollywood they were like waiting for the next bad girl like Lindsay had kind of aged out like she you know like yeah. all of these like Misha Barton yeah like, all yeah. of these girls yeah. had kind of like Paris okay Hilton. they'd aged out of that like young yeah. Hollywood reckless like rebel one and because like I was a chain smoker and and I was legally in my home country able to go out and I would go to bars with my friends or whatever but I wasn't 21 again nothing scandalous like I've never you know I've never done hard drugs I've never like done a lot of the like really mm. sketchy kind of stuff that they wanted to spin the story to right. make me out to be doing yeah um but it was like they kind of plucked me and they were like, nobody knows this kid's backstory. Like, let's make one up, you know, like, let's let's call her anorexic. Let's uh, call her a cocaine user. Let's call her this. Let's call her that. Um, let's call her a bitch. Let's say the whole cast hates her. Like, all of this kind of stuff. And they were and, doing that a lot. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh it God. was just crazy. I was really, it psychologically, like, did a number on me. Because, again, I didn't have a support system out there. I was just by myself kind of thrown to the wolves and having to keep my chin up. And how did everybody in your life react to that while it's happening? I think, you know, my mom, my mom, it was hard for her because she knew that I was the kid that like, I was going to do whatever I wanted, no matter what. It wasn't like, oh, you know, if I was your mother, I would have kept you. I would have never let you go to L.A. to like experience all of that by yourself. But I had two younger brothers. They were in high school. Mm. My mom works full time. Like she couldn't just no. uproot the whole family to move to California with me. So the only thing she could do was just like support me from a distance. Mm -hmm. So I would spend hours on the phone with my mom every day, just like Aww. crying. She'd be up at whatever time o'clock in the morning um, talking to me on my way to work. She would be up at whatever time in the middle of the night I was rapping to talk to me when I got, you know, until I basically went to sleep. And it was just like, um, you know, it was the best that it was the best that she could do. And it was the best that I I could do to kind of cope is yeah. just kind of lean into that and make sure that I at least felt 
grounded in like who I actually was because it's hard to not start to believe the stories that you're and, reading. Yeah, about and yourself. what about the other cast as well? If they're pu- if they're painting you as having fractions with the other cast and stuff, how yeah. did that? manifest it, it played out like it, it definitely played out it wasn't a good healthy environment behind the scenes oh. and you know me and my castmate um one of my castmates have kind of talked about that a little bit in the past but it was a very unhealthy environment behind the scenes yeah um and i think it comes natural i mean four out of five of the lead girls were scorpios <laughs> um when you've now got you're speaking my i don't know what that means it doesn't sound good I mean... scorpios can hold a grudge for the longest of all the signs yes oh amazing and they all you know we love to kind of like we either like kind of clam up in our little shell or yeah. we like to be like the center of attention you know a lot of people in the entertainment are scorpios for a reason um <laughs> So when you've got a lot of, like, late teen, early 20s females mm-hmm. kind of vying for the spotlight and yeah. whatever, it can be um, kind of dramatic anyway. And I think we were also picking up on a lot of, like, the previous cast drama because, like, sh- the Shannon Doherty, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling right. drama was so notorious. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. – and people were constantly kind of linking their story and ours because it was, like, a fun thing to kind of do, like, a fun headline to make or whatever. But I would just, like, kind of, you know, it was hard at the age that I was at, again, having no real support system around me at home to kind of make me feel better on the weekend, to show up at work again on Monday after whatever headline had come out, you know, that week, and, like, try to hold my chin up as though the hundred and something people that I was working with, like, weren't judging me a little bit based on whatever they'd read or, yeah. you know, whatever, what have yeah. you. So it was not great. <laughs> not great. I've got two questions. Can't decide which one. Okay, <laughs> which one to go first. But do you think, this might be a bit rogue, but do you think there's an element of the people behind the show knowing that cast drama would, you know, raise the profile of the show and, like you know, get more people interested, like, you know, as the drama with the with the previous cast. Do you think there was an element of that and them kind of stirring the pot a little bit to try and create that? Or did it ju- was it just... I don't know, you know. I felt very much... I think there wasn't enough intervention. I will say that. So I don't okay. think that it was, like, necessarily... Uh, you have to always keep your mind open to the fact that like there is very much a selling story game out in Hollywood like there were things that would happen I mean years down the line but things that would happen where you're like nobody would know this like literally nobody would know this so somebody who you entrusted with any kind of little piece of information has obviously you know gone directly to sell the story on purpose so that does exist but I think for me I I don't know that there was any kind of calculation happening or or any of that happening from the people within the show necessarily Um, but I wish there had been more intervention Like, there was zero fucks given about, like, the mental health of any of us and and kind of making sure that we are okay. I mean, even physical health. Like, we were working anywhere from, like, 14 to, at times, like, 19-hour days and then doing photo shoots 
over the weekend, sometimes both days on the weekend. So literally like no time off, um, very minimal turnaround and then the like kind of psychological warfare of just, you know. And that's actually kind of wild when you think about it in that they're talking about you having a drug problem. Not that you did, but they're saying that you do all that you're anorexic. Like those are two very serious illnesses that they if they're reading you can't ignore it there's no way you should ignore that no because well you just can't you know you'd think they'd have a responsibility well and at the time i mean now the way that we approach something like an eating disorder or like hopefully drug abuse and and, you know addiction are two very different things right like now we approach it with like empathy and with just consideration and really trying to you know support and provide tools and awareness yeah whereas back then i'm aging myself but in the era (laughs) of tabloids like having a label like anorexia stamped on you it wasn't like oh this is something that this person could seriously be going through and struggling with it was like a, a like a bad label, you know? Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. She's a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like there was just negative connotation. There was no, like, yeah. heart or intention or concern no, or care no. for, for anybody in that situation. I'm thinking about the Olsen twins. Yeah. How they were treated as well. Totally. With the... I can't remember... Which which one? But they it was like, yeah, she's... Yeah, God, that's so crazy. Yeah. It just wouldn't be that way now, or at least I hope... Not. I don't think it was. Yeah. It is like it is. I mean, wild to go away from nine or two and over a sec. But it's what you talk about Al all the time. It's just like you realize you did a reel about this yesterday. It's like you can't like you're too big, you're too big, you're too big, you're too big, and then oh, yeah. too small, and then yeah, like yeah. and You've then the connotations of anorexia worse. It's actually I never thought about it in, until you said it there. Like the it, to pair it so easily with the with you being off the rails. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's actually mad. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's it was like a broken woman. Yeah, like, they want you like that. But mm-hmm. it was a weird mix as well of like shame, mm-hmm. but also glamour. Yeah. It was glamorized as well, a bit like vanity. Like yeah. there's an element of people being like, "Oh, well, look at you know, look how vain she is." Yeah, yeah God, mm-hmm. it's so, it was really toxic. I wonder if because not with the anorexia because you can't like force yourself to be anorexic, but with the other stuff like the party girl stuff, like the cocaine and like the mm-hmm. the you know fractions with the cast did you feel like it was a bit of a self-fulfilling thing like you would hear all of this and be like well you're all saying it anyway so fuck it I am just going to be the party girl and I am just you know I think it did a little bit with my attitude towards everybody because and I think that's my nature it's like if I feel like I'm being backed into a corner then like I it's like well fuck it you know what I mean Same. Like, that's why I ask why I, I, I would be like know, that I'm, yeah. I'm not a people pleaser so I'm not gonna go out of my way to like you piss everyone's like ass <laughs> you lost me there sorry <laughs> um, you know I just I don't have that in me so it was like okay fine like you want a bitch like alright yeah. cool like we we're not friends then you know yeah. And but instead of just I don't know kind of lashing out or whatever it just made me want to close myself off so much yeah because what was that like coming sorry so many questions now coming into work every day with the people that you're either genuinely not getting on with or are being told that you're not getting on with like what was that like is it that must have just been toxic yeah really shit yeah it was shit it was shit like i hear stories about people that like have such a positive experience with their kind of like 
what is that like? Like, yeah. I hated being at work. I hated it. I hated... And you genuinely have to, like, act. That's oh, the yeah, thing. Like, it's yeah. not like you come <laughs> and just sit, sit at desks and work on your computers. No, like, no. you have to yeah. interact with these people. Yeah, so bizarre. So bizarre. Was it mainly toxicity within the female cast? Was yes. It, and <laughs> the boys able, are all like... Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. <laughs> they had no idea. Isn't that so mad, though? Like, because you... It was a very split cast. It wasn't like Mary-Kate and Ashley. It wasn't like a lot of these shows... Zoe 101 or whatever that were women cast it was yeah, a very yeah, yeah. split cast oh, like yeah. and the storylines yeah. were men yeah. and the boys and the girls yeah but it is crazy that, that oh, it's the insane. only hysteria surrounded yeah. the females there was like one scenario once and I, I've talked about this before so this is nothing new but maybe new to your listeners but um but there was one scenario once where one of the cast one of the female cast members um, had pulled me aside and confronted me at work and was like, you know, we just like me and the whole cast have been talking and like everyone just and I fucking hate when people hide behind <laughs> that uh, blanket uh, statement. Yeah, um, say it with your own chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody has been talking about it. We all feel like, you know, you just think that this is your show and the way, you know, blah, 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 that, right? Because that was always was the rhetoric it was the same thing with Shannon Doherty it was always like oh yeah, yeah it was her show and she was horrible with the rest of the what cast was your, I mean in terms of I mean like not to be but like in terms of how the 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 show opened it was following your it, family it was sure but it was very much an ensemble yeah, yeah. and whatever and I, I yeah. don't know I think there were certain I think that probably um lent to that kind of issue that maybe some people had on the show was that like I would end up doing maybe twice as many photo shoots sometimes because I would shoot right. with the mom you know Lori Lachlan yeah, or I would yeah. shoot so you kind of have like double the press to do mm. so maybe yeah. that I don't know I don't know yeah. but Anyway, yeah. she she confronted me. Oh, you think it's your shit? And I was like, I don't, I really don't. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, does everybody feel? Yes, everybody feels that way. And um, we just think that you know whatever, basically. And I so I was obviously a mess, yeah. feeling like whoa, my entire cast, which literally is the only people that I know in this country right now. Like, these are the shit. only people I spend any time with. They all hate me because they think like I'm up my own ass and. I think it's my show and I'm making everybody feel a certain type of way. So I went like trailer door to trailer door to apologize like Aww. individually because I didn't want to feel that way and, and have any kind of animosity like that and whatever. And um, one of the girls was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like whatever. Like she's very like easygoing and whatever about everything and I was like okay and then I went to the boys and they were like I don't know what you're talking about like, they uh-huh. literally were just like I don't know but like you're fine why are you crying come here like Aww. it's all good and whatever like they didn't have a clue and then one of the other girls I much later found out because I brought this story up to her she was like no I remember she came to me wanting to like powwow and like come to you as a group and and I was like no like I don't work bad. like that you know so it had I think just been spun out into this whole thing but like what that moment did to me and the girl probably doesn't even remember that this happened you know what I mean but for me it was like such a scarring experience and like 
you said, like the boys were kind of That's none brutal. the wiser, and yeah, it was a, it was it very is, high school. It is very high school, which yeah. is yeah. like a bit of an irony. Yeah, that you're playing as a yeah, like oh my god, yeah. yeah. I mean, you weren't you guys weren't far off high school age, you know. I guess at that point, so no, it, it was, kind of it yeah. was very. I always say like Degrassi was kind of my like high school, and nine hundred two one was kind of college. You know, it was yeah. a very like sorry kind of vibe, but. You know, we all we all made it through, and it's a it's a weird yeah. thing because it's been however many years now. I mean, yeah, a long time, and like it, even when it wrapped, I was heartbroken, and my cast was looking at me like, "Why are you heartbroken?" Like you, you know, we've all yeah. been ready for this day for so long, yeah. and I was like, because even though I don't like any of you, like I <laughs> love you, you know, like they're just like this weird like family. Only us have ever been through something that yeah. is just so crazy and so unique. And, like, I will always care. I will always care yeah. about what's going on with them. And um, whenever, like, the very rare moments where we do kind of, like, come back together, it's just, like, it, it's a brotherhood-sisterhood thing yeah. you know whether i like you or not like i'll i'll always love those people yeah and you'll always have that you very unique shared yeah. experience yeah after 90210 when it wrapped and when you got well i was gonna say got back to normal life but i bet at that point you didn't really know what normal life was yeah how difficult was it to shake annie mm -hmm. and like go in for other jobs and mm -hmm. like try and get other stuff like how mm -hmm. how was that um, I mean, it's something that I think, like, I'm still doing. We're having this conversation. Yes. Sorry. I just came to... No, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I come to do the podcast, and you're like, I was a huge fan. You know, yeah. we do yeah. end up talking about it. I think it took me a long time to come to a place where, like... I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I'm actually so proud that I got to be a part of something that had that kind of yeah. impact on people where like 15 years later, they're still like, I love that show, you know? That's like, really cool. Yeah, it's cool. amazing. That's so amazing. But I get that that makes you, that can be really frustrating if you just want to like I think it was, yeah, yeah. For years I think it was because you're young and you're like, I want to make my own name for myself and you know, whatever. Yeah. For, I mean, for year, for two years after the show ended, I like, I fired all my agents and managers I was like I'm never acting again like I'm not putting myself through that hell <laughs> like yeah. no way I thought I was for sure done because of the behind the scenes and, and everything right. um and then I think I hit a wall I actually really wanted to get into hosting and doing that sort of stuff because yeah. what else am I gonna do and then I think I hit a point where it was like you know I've I've worked I worked for 10 years as an actor racking up credits and and working really hard to get to the place that I did and you know what else am I really gonna do am I gonna go back to school I actually did I, I like started taking courses at UCLA and yeah. and I was like um you know I I got to eat and I got to fulfill that creative itch. And this is the way that I know how. So I started to kind of dabble back in it a little bit with like TV movies and things like that. And, um, it was fun. It, it sort of kind of got me opened up again to the idea of doing it. And then, um, after a couple of years of doing that, I, I booked a TV series, a Canadian TV series where I got to play like a homicide detective with a drinking problem. And I was like, Oh, like this yeah, is amazing. everything that I wanted, you know, to like not be the teen in the teen drama. Because yeah. I did that for a decade on two shows. And it only ended up running for one season. It, the show was 
not successful. I loved it and I loved the work that I did on it. And then I had a baby. And so that's when I really started to lean into content creation. Um, So instead of trying to like get people to appreciate me for a different character, a different fictional character, my challenge became trying to get them to become invested in me as a human person um, that is very different from the beloved TV characters that they kind of wanted me to be yeah, <laughs> on yeah, social. Yeah. It's actually a bit nuts as well, thinking about it, like the infantilization. We've talked about this before in like different areas, but like that you can be a mother of two and like in your 30s and it's still like... Oh, yeah. You're something you did as a teenager yeah. that's like well, you're frozen in time. Like I'll get comments and it's like, yeah. wow, she's aged, and I'm like, it's been twenty fucking yeah. years. Yeah, of like, of course I have. What do you mean? You know, but yeah. but you are. You're frozen in time in people's minds as yeah. that that yeah. character that they loved, and you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I totally feel the same way. You know, um, so I understand. I know. Exactly. I was thinking about that the other day, like how we hold on to these reference points, don't we? Like totally thinking about. Fear Bush, like I loved One Tree Hill, sure. and I fo- I followed her ever since I got Instagram, uh-huh. and she's done some amazing things, like her all of her like humanitarian, yeah, work, exactly, and her work, advocacy, yeah. like she's yeah. done amazing things, and still I'm like Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill, you know, totally. and it's like it's just weird how we hold on to, yeah, but I I, I think it's nice that you've come around to see that as like a really nice thing and be yeah. like it's so amazing that people. You oh know. God, yeah. But I can imagine it's a little bit annoying. It was. And, and honestly, yeah. it doesn't annoy me at all anymore. I think I really appreciate it. But I, I probably appreciate it now, too, because I'll get people who stop me in the street um, just as frequently now for like, I-, I love your Instagram or your TikToks with your husband are so funny. Or I watch That's your so YouTube channel every week. So like the work that I've been putting in is finally getting recognized yeah. by people. So it's just so I think it makes me appreciate like both sides more, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, your videos are great and so entertaining. Do you love doing it? I do. Do you? Yeah, I love it. I Aww. really do. I love it. It's fucking chaos with two kids and, you know, <laughs> trying to do it all. But um, but I absolutely love it. It's Would so you ever put yourself back into... Like, if the opportunity were there to do something as big as 90210 again, would you want to do that? No. No? No. Because of the, like, the tabloid I think just for right now, for time. Yeah. Um... You know, I just did my first um, acting job since having my kids last year. I did a Christmas movie um, for Hallmark, and it was a three-week gig. And I was, like, shitting myself because I was like, what's going to happen? Like, my kids, are they going to be okay? You know, whatever. And and it was the best. And I felt like I really found a piece of myself again Mm -hmm. in that experience um, because – I ha- I've been doing this since I was 13 and I just closed the book on it, you know, yeah. years ago. So it was like, oh, yeah, like I know I- it was so yeah. scared going to shoot that first scene again, being like, oh, my God, I haven't had to like stand on a mark and remember lines and like do yeah. all the things like I control everything with content creation. I can like yeah. mess it up as many times as I want. There's yeah. not a bunch of people looking at me. But I-, I really kind of found my stride again really quickly. And I was like, there she is. Like, cool, you know. And then I'm I'm actually going off to Vancouver 
in a couple of days to go and do another one for them. So nice. that's exciting, but it's three weeks. And yeah. so everybody is fine. It's okay. three weeks and it's no big deal. 90210, we film like nine to 10 months of the year. Like there's no way. Oh I wouldn't gosh. know my kids, you know? So yeah. that works for some people. It would not work for no. me. Um, it's not the dynamic that we have as but a family. In terms of the, like, the media attention and that, do you feel like you could handle it better now if the same were happening again? Do you think, do you think we're in a different time where maybe it wouldn't happen the same way again. It wouldn't happen the same way. No. It wouldn't. You can't recreate that. We were at the tail end of an era. And it was. It was the Olsen era. It was the Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie era, the Lindsay Lohan era. And like we were right at the end of it. And as, as dark as it got, like... For me, just the the inner tween in me that literally would watch like X seventeen online videos and print like this is like yeah. early early days of what tabloid fodder and, and online videos were, and I would watch Paris Hilton climb out of a car, and I would like the sound of her clicking on her T Mobile sidekick and her heels <laughs> on the pavement with yeah. the flashing camera lights as she's trying to get down the street. Like I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was like the most glamorous, amazing thing, yeah. and I. I got to be a part of like young Hollywood when uh, just kind of at the tail end of the insanity that it really once was. And it's different now because we can all advocate for ourselves. Like there was no way of me getting my own narrative. When you were reading it, was it mostly online or was it the magazine? I don't know what you've got in Hollywood. Yeah, it was tabloid. Like you guys have tabloid. Yeah. I feel like the UK like still kind of leans into tabloid culture in a way that the US doesn't. Does it not? Not really. Really? Yeah. Tabloids here are still brutal. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not I mean you still have the us weeklies and stars and whatever mm-hmm. but I don't think like I think people know that it's just a bunch of random shit like I don't think it's yeah. as, you know but you were having like these stories oh yeah but just... there was no Instagram there was no, no so Twitter and there was like no back. social media so you can't actually say like this is who I am you can't give anybody an impression of who you actually no. are so whatever they say is kind of Bible as far as the general public's concerned. Yeah. Um, so it's a different time now. I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid. And I'm, I'm older. Like, I'm, you know. Yeah. So I, w- I don't think I would um, yeah. be as much the victim of it. I don't think I would be as affected by it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel for, I mean, everybody in this younger generation now, while social media is an amazing thing because it does give you control over your own narrative, it's still just like a beast on a scale yeah. that did not exist back then, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's, pros and cons. yeah. it is. It's, it's more like, I suppose you had like this direct assault by the tabloids, but it was, it was directed at so few people and the yes. damage that it had was big in terms of like the societal and cultural influence, Sure, but it wasn't directly hurting it was that many people like it was mm-hmm. obviously brutal for those of you the very few of you that experienced it but whereas social media is like mm-hmm. a little bit for everybody like everybody gets that kind of level of like yeah. scrutiny and one misstep now is like catastrophic whereas in a lot of ways back then the missteps you know they were cool as a content creator now if somebody alluded to the fact that you were a heavy drug user yeah you'd be fucked as a content creator but as an actress it's like cool totally like Like you'd hear stories all the time of like certain actors and actors you know and they'd be like 
fucking uh, crashing on set so fucked up and waking yeah. up the next day and they're like belligerent and there's reek of alcohol because they're still so hungover. Yeah. But it was part of like Hollywood culture, you know, and it yeah. was just something yeah. you weren't getting fired by a network because of something like that, you know, like it, it just wasn't that way. Yeah. Whereas if they were doing it, if young women were doing that now, I can't think of the equivalent of 902 and I, I can't think of a show yeah. Right now, even in America, that exists. No, Riverdale, I felt like was like the next kind of okay. Euphoria. Thing. If the, sure. if those oh, things yeah. were like being yeah. said about like, because I know, like, I hear about like Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria, and like yeah. people look for bad things now, and it's like, well, her family are all Republicans, and it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Like, she's from South, like, Southern America, yeah. but like that, it's so interesting that we look for those little things now as a we we want these women to be so perfect, yeah. and like any hint of scandal around that we look for it whereas it was so expected that you'd have scandal around you yeah well i mean like the cancel culture that we're in right now you know it just didn't exist 10 to 15 years ago i mean people were like how many last chances or whatever did certain actresses get to like get their shit together and you know and but people wanted to kind Mm -hmm. of keep them going and the drama of it all kind of fed the machine you know like it kind of made everybody want to watch and tune into the next project so nobody was mad at it and it wasn't an argument because you weren't defending yourself because you couldn't no whereas now it's an argument if if some if the press say you did this and then the person has to put up a statement yeah and they say no well I'm that's the thing if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna be a bad look as a hire for a network or for whoever then they want to cut ties at all costs because yeah. they don't want to get dragged down the rabbit hole with you yeah whereas then I felt like they were almost feeding off of the mess mm. you know and capitalizing on the mess it's just like everything is kind of. <laughs> Because the show was quite shiny in terms of like Very, yeah. the cast didn't really drink. No, I think Silva did drugs, didn't she? No, Adriana did drugs. But yes, then it was like did. it was a big thing about drugs. You know, oh, it yes. wasn't like yeah, 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 it wasn't yeah. like you were all just like having a little bit. No, of, like, we were all like super PG behind the yeah. scenes too. It you was, know? Yeah. yeah, it was like there's no really? you know, but they just they want to make it you know. Yeah, super and even dramatic. the drugs that Adriana did were like pills like like, yeah, prescription like, pills. Any, yeah. like oh, nothing like, like skin no, no exactly like, no, she That's wasn't like, just like <laughs> yeah like aspirin yeah no yeah. Was, yeah like i don't know it was such a like such a clean addiction yeah. like yeah nothing like skin no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember thinking that i was like what a, like i mean it's such a like such a glam it's such a bad thing to say but it's such a, like a glamorous addiction yeah. with little like pill pots and stuff i was just like <laughs> i wouldn't even i wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> in london so what is next for you? What is in the pipeline? What are your plans? What have you got coming up? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm going to go and film that Christmas movie, which... Yeah. So um, funny to do in June. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird, isn't acting it? nuts. So I cool, know. though. Um, that'll be fun. And just like a low-key, you know, experience for the family, which is always nice. And then kind of figuring out our next moves. And I'm sure lots of our own content around that. I think people like, right now are like, where do you live? Like, do you live in England? Are you Canadian? Do you still live in LA? Like, where are you? And we're like, ah, I don't even know the answer because we feel kind of very up in the air right now um, with where we are. So we're navigating that and sharing yeah. a lot of our experiences on our channels, our YouTube channel and Instagram and TikTok and all the rest. Um, and now I'm starting to educate other content creators and um, my dream is to kind of empower other creatives you know the beautiful thing about social media is that it really has given 
creative people um, a lot more control over their success and their destiny. I think there's so many wildly talented people that 15 years ago just would have never had the means to get seen yeah, and level the playing field completely, yeah. which is just so beautiful. You know, I think as an actor, you know, for years, it's like you're always waiting for the person on the other side of the casting table to just be like, yes, we can see it. You know, one in a million, you're you're it. And you're kind of waiting for those um, emails or calls to come in from somebody else. But it doesn't really like the output doesn't match the input. You could like do all the work and still never book the job, you know. So with social media, I feel like you really get out of it what you put into it. And that's an incredibly empowering um, experience as a creative. So I want to start helping others and and educating them. So um, my husband and I are doing courses and programs and coaching um, for other aspiring content creators. Amazing, because he's a photographer. Yeah, he's a photographer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And your content is amazing. Thank you. It's really good. So that sounds like a perfect next step yeah yeah, yeah it's, fine. it's fine well we are going to leave all the links to um your youtube your instagram and your tiktok in the show notes thank you. um thank you so much for coming in yeah, and talking to us it's been me. so fun <laughs> so fun to talk to you thanks for having me yeah, thank you should i delete that is part of the acas creator network ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>